Nobody is Above the Law Episode 3 Camille's best hope for safety was to get a hold of the tape recording. Unfortunately, Juanita was unable to retrieve it. Even worse, the police chief found it and gave it to Mayor Bart, so Mayor Bart seems certain to win election. And then what will happen to Camille and Tom? I want to listen to it right now. I wonder if she senses that we were responsible for Not so loud. <laughs> I hope he says kill her. She's a really bitch. <laughs> well, you're right. It really nails him. I will take this recording. Let's not tell them about the tape just yet. On the theory that what they don't know won't hurt them? Sort of. I've been bothered by Lenny's attitude lately. I might want to keep this tape in reserve in case I need to keep Lenny in line. You know, protection for a rainy day. Like stuff you have on me you haven't told me about? You don't know the half of it. Scene 34. Thursday morning. A second anonymous informant. I was an eyewitness to what happened the night Kim Carter was killed. Kim was being followed by a car, and also by a short man on foot. When she tried to cross the street, the car intentionally plowed into her. Kim Carter's death was no accident. It was cold-blooded murder. Is Mayor Bart's police department hiding something? Scene 35. Thursday, noon. Lenny, the police chief, and Bart in Bart's office. Lenny is wearing a wire because he is afraid Bart might throw him under the bus. Now we have two anonymous informants that are a problem. I'm most worried about the informant who saw Mona and Stefan enter her building. Damn it. Stefan was so sure there was nobody around. You shouldn't have believed him, Mayor. As I told you before, your son thinks with his dick. You like working for me, Lenny? Sorry. Anyhow. Regarding that first informant, we might make him an offer that he can't refuse to get him to change his recollection of what he saw. Any luck finding out his identity? No luck. It looks like he called the tip's hotline from a payphone. Scene 36. Thursday, 1 p.m. Back in their hotel room, Camille enters the room. Where have you been? I was at the library combing through news articles about Mayor Bart. And I found the missing link. Missing link? You mean who the short man posing as Sergeant Miller really is? Yep. Well, who is he? Well, he was wearing a toupee when he pretended to be Sergeant Miller, but his real name is Lenny Logan. And he's a close friend of Mayor Bart's. When I came across a photo of Mayor Bart and Lenny Logan together at the opening of one of his gyms, I realized immediately that Sergeant Miller was actually Lenny Logan. The clincher was the way his two front teeth overlapped. Very interesting. So, Mayor Bart's close friend Lenny Logan was posing as a police officer. This definitely ties Mayor Bart to criminal activity. Remind me what was on that tape? Well, the most incriminating thing was that Barnes said that he was afraid that I suspected that he and Miller had murdered Kim and that maybe I needed to be gotten rid of, but they needed to talk to the boss about that. Hmm. You and I both know that Mayor Bart is involved in some nasty stuff, 
But without that tape, we still don't have any concrete evidence linking him. <sighs> Why are you so tired? I had trouble sleeping last night. Also, every time we make a little progress, we still come up against the same wall. We don't have that tape. I'm going to go for a jog now. Maybe that'll resuscitate me. Okay. When you get back, we can think this through. We are definitely making progress. Scene 37. Tom gets back from his jog. All revived? You don't look it. No. I'm totally shot. I shouldn't have gone on that longer run. Why don't you take a nap? I need you to be Tom the alert, witty guy, not zombie impersonator. Okay. Well, don't wake me up for anything. What if the hotel is on fire? Well, in that case, use your best judgment. <laughs> okay. I'm going to watch TV. I'll keep the volume low. Don't make fun of me, but I'm going to watch Mr. Rogers in order to relax. What? Which version of the show? The bleeped or the unbleeped? <laughs> what a witch you are. I happen to find Mr. Rogers very reassuring. Camille turns on Mr. Rogers. Hello, boys and girls. I've got something special to tell you today. When I was a little boy, I didn't have any brothers or sisters. And so I was alone a lot. Do you know what I did so I wouldn't feel lonely? I would pretend. Do you know what it means for you to pretend? It means to make believe that you're something that you're not. For example, you can make believe that you're a chicken. Like this. Can you pretend to be a horse? Where am I? Is the stable on fire? Was that you neighing, Camille? Yes. Are you off your fucking rocker? No, I'm not, Tom. Mr. Rogers just gave me an idea for a plan. Mr. Rogers, you can't be serious. Hear me out, Tom. Mr. Rogers was explaining to the kitties what it means to pretend. Lenny Logan pretended to be Sergeant Miller, but he isn't the only one who can pretend. He's not? No, he's not. Are you ready to hear my plan that could put Mayor Bart in prison? Okay, but first, here are my reservations about your plan. Whoa, whoa, you're jumping the gun. How can you have reservations about my plan if you haven't even heard it yet? Okay, what's your plan? Regarding the tape, remember that Juanita told me that the tape was still safely hidden in my apartment. Go on. Why do I have the feeling that you are going to assign me a nice role in this? Quite right. You would have a very nice role, should you choose to accept it. I want you to call Sergeant Miller, a.k.a. Lenny Logan, on a special phone number, and pretend that you are the anonymous eyewitness that was there the night Kim Carter was killed. Say you want... $5,000 from Miller, otherwise you will make public some information that could be very incriminating to a certain individual. Tom, this could put your life in danger, so feel free to say no. I promise that I won't hold it against you if you say no. Oh, you greatly underestimate me. I'm on a glide path to righteous nowness. Risk be damned. Yes, of course I'll do it. I'm living in the present moment, and presently still living. You're incorrigible. 
but I mean that in a good way. Scene 38. Camille's plan. Camille's friend Rick Haley is a prosecutor in the neighboring city of Oakdale and has been trying to get the goods on Mayor Bart for years. Rick is all in with Camille's plan and has gotten two of his police officers to take part in it. Thursday night, Tom, pretending to be the eyewitness who saw Kim Carter's murder, phones Lenny Logan, although Lenny is very cagey on the phone call. He does agree to meet Tom at the Black Bull Tavern in Oakdale. After the phone call, Camille and Tom go over the plan again, and Camille assures Tom that Oakdale Detective Gonzalez and his female partner will be sitting at one of the tables at the tavern. Scene 39, Thursday night. Tom, pretending to be the eyewitness who saw Kim Carter's murder, phones Sergeant Miller. Friday at 8 p.m. Black Bull Tavern Stakeout. When Lenny arrives, Tom, who was wearing a wire, is already seated at a somewhat secluded outdoor table. Both Lenny and Tom are wearing disguises. Lenny looks around cautiously. Lenny is going to say that he is willing to pay money to solve the crime of who killed Kim Carter, because that would be a big boost to his career. Are you Sergeant Miller? Yes. And you are? That's not important. Did you bring the five grand? I'll pay you, if your information is useful. I'd like to be paid now. My information is very useful. It's about the death of Kim Carter. This would be a one-time payment. I'm not greedy. Do you have the money with you? Yes, I have the money. Well, you gotta give me some idea of the nature of your information. Show me the money. Lenny pulls a wad of bills to the edge of his pocket. Give it to me now and I'll tell you. I'm not greedy, it's just a one-time payment. Eh, it doesn't work that way. What have you got? Let's just say that it could be very incriminating to certain people. That could be helpful for me. I'd like to get credit for solving whatever case you have information on. Let's get serious, I want to be paid first. This needs to be done correctly, okay? How can I get in touch with you if I need to? You think I'm stupid? I saw what happened the night that Kim Carter was killed. We both know what happened. Oh yeah? What do you think you saw? We're just going around in circles. Maybe I should sell my information somewhere else. Hey, sit back down. We need to work out the details. I don't like your attitude. Get your fucking hands off me! From a distant table, a police detective comes over and identifies himself. 
and looms over Lenny, who is quite short. There are also a male and female detective at another table, but they stay put. I'm Police Detective Gonzalez. You two need to calm down. Sorry, sorry, it's okay. We'll keep our voices down. This is my friend Sergeant Miller. We were just having a minor disagreement. I do not recognize you. Which precinct are you from? I'm from neighboring, um... What's that bulge in your pocket? I don't think that's any of your business. Well, I'm making it my business because I think you have a lot of money in your pocket. This is a private matter that my police department is handling. Police from different departments need to cooperate with each other, no? Let me see your police identification. I'm not so sure you're really even a police officer. If you're not, you know, I could arrest you for impersonating a police officer. It's your move. How can we handle this? Maybe we can settle this amicably. Like you said, police need to work together. I got five grand. I can give each of you 2500 and then let's forget that this ever happened. Huh? Are you trying to bribe me? I could arrest you. Arrest me? This isn't a communist country. It's a democracy. I know my rights. Did you ever hear of free speech in the First and Second Amendments? Are you a fucking idiot? Oh yeah, mi hermano? You're under arrest. Under arrest? Listen, asshole, you don't know who you're dealing with. You are way out of your depth. You know how powerful Mayor Bart is. Well, I'm Mayor Bart's right-hand man, and we can ruin you. Cuff him. Get off! Get A little while after the Black Bull steam operation, Tom phones Camille and tells her that her plan worked to perfection. That thanks to the great acting job by Detective Gonzalez, Lenny Logan had dug a deep hole for himself and had been arrested. Scene 41. Late Friday night, prosecutor and assistant discuss how they will handle the interrogation. Okay. Lenny Logan doesn't know that Camille Collins hid a tape recorder in her apartment and recorded the second interview with her. So, the incriminating conversation between Lenny and Barnes when Camille was in her bedroom was recorded. But you said we don't have the tape. That's right. Nobody does. The cleaning woman told Camille that the tape was still hidden in the apartment, but that she was being watched too closely to retrieve it. Camille said she had listened to it right before she had to flee down the fire escape and remembers exactly what Miller and Barnes said when she was in the bedroom. So we're going to act like we have Camille's tape recording? Yeah. And we won't tell him right away that Tom was wearing a wire at the tavern meeting. Scene 42. Interrogation of Lenny later Friday night. Lenny Logan waves his right to an attorney. I didn't do anything wrong. Let's get this over with quickly. I have an important meeting tomorrow. I am a close associate of Mayor Bart, and he won't be pleased if you continue to treat me this way. Mm, we appreciate the importance of your ties to the mayor, but I have to tell you, you're in big, big trouble. We are going to charge you for impersonating a police officer, attempting to bribe the police, and then threatening to have a policeman fired. A policeman who was just doing his job. But there's a way you can make it easier for yourself. Come on. All I did was to offer to pay for useful information for an ongoing investigation. 
We have two witnesses who are ready to testify to your crimes. Look, it's my word against theirs. I'm a close advisor to Mayor Bart, and this is obviously just a crooked attempt to hurt Mayor Bart's re-election campaign. You guys are playing with fire. Really? So you categorically deny that you attempted to bribe the police and then threatened him? Absolutely. Because I had the truth on my side. You guys got nothing. Oh, don't be so sure about that. Tom Lewis was wearing a wire. Everything that you said at that meeting with him at the tavern was recorded. You're right about one thing. We are interested in Bart's re-election campaign. Uh, okay. Maybe I was too eager to try to wrap up an ongoing investigation. Since when is that a crime? Let's just move on. What can you tell us about the deaths of Mona Malone and Kim Carter? Was Mayor Bart at all involved? Are you nuts? You guys are really something. You're wrong. With regard to Kim Carter's murder, you were clearly engaged in paying hush money to a witness who saw what happened. You might be facing a hard time for your role in her murder. But, but if you help us out, we can help you out. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. We have other evidence tying you to Kim's murder. There's a second recording. Camille secretly recorded everything you said in your second interview with her. Try to recall what Barnes said to you when Camille went into her bedroom. It, it was quite incriminating. Lenny Logan doesn't realize that Camille wasn't able to retrieve the recording from her apartment. Rather, the police found the recording during a search of Camille's apartment and gave it to Mayor Bart. Bart had decided not to tell Lenny about it but instead decided to keep it stashed away for possible future use. I'll remind you. On that recording, Barnes said he was afraid that Camille knew that you and Barnes were responsible for Kim's murder. Take your time. I mean, this is an important decision for you. What? That fucking cunt? You better hope that you weren't the one driving the car. But if you were the short guy on foot, you can help yourself by coming clean with us. Our target is Mayor Bart. He's a thug and a liar who has been getting away with all sorts of shady stuff for years. I admit nothing, but I'm willing to listen to what you're proposing. We want to know who was driving the car that killed Kim Carter, and also, we want to know all about the mayor's involvement. Be smart and help yourself by giving us information. If you were the man on foot, maybe you just wanted to frighten Kim Carter into keeping silent and you had no idea what Barnes was planning to do. Scene 43, Saturday morning. Lenny Logan is afraid of being thrown under the bus by Mayor Bart and has decided to accept a deal from the prosecutor. In a TV statement, Lenny Logan makes a shocking accusation. He says that the killer of Mona Malone was none other than Stefan Bart, the mayor's son, and that to prevent this from becoming known, Mayor Bart had masterminded an elaborate criminal cover-up. Lenny Logan does not take any questions. Scene 44, Saturday, noon. The mayor makes a TV statement accusing Lenny of lying. All right, everyone, good afternoon. Please settle. Just relax. This won't take long. Friends, believe me, 
Lenny Logan's accusation is utterly false. And it saddens me deeply that Lenny Logan, someone who I thought was honest and upright, would betray my trust this way. I mean, why would he claim that my son had killed Mona Malone when he knows very well the actual murderer sits in jail right now? It is quite possible that he is being paid a fortune by my opponent's campaign, but whomever he is working for, my police force will get to the bottom of this. I assure you that. Now, friends, this has been a valuable learning experience for me, and as you know, I am constantly looking for ways to serve the people better. So here is my vow to you. Once I win this election, I will be extra diligent in vetting my aides so that I surround myself with only the very, very best people. Thank you, and God bless. Scene 45. Saturday afternoon. Tail end of Stefan's TV statement. He has decided that he's been under his father's thumb long enough. So, to sum up, I accidentally killed Mona Malone. When I went to my father for advice later that night, he insisted that we keep what happened secret. All along, he was the driving force in the cover-up. But... I'm ready to accept whatever punishment awaits me, because, as my father is fond of saying, nobody is above the law. Scene 46. Saturday afternoon. Lenny Logan provides further evidence of Bart's criminality by playing a recording of Mayor Bart, suggesting with regard to the witness who saw Mona and a tall man entering her building, they might have to make him an offer. He couldn't refuse to get him to change his recollection. Lenny had been wearing a wire during that meeting because he was afraid that Mayor Bart might throw him under the bus. Lenny also accuses Mayor Bart of being involved in Kim Carter's murder. Mayor Bart has just accused me of lying. He is the one who is lying. Fortunately, I was wearing a wire during a recent meeting. Listen to what the mayor said then about threatening the witness who saw Mona and Stefan entering her building the night she was killed. Regarding that first informant, we might make him an offer that he can't refuse to get him to change his recollection of what he saw. In case you're not familiar with The Godfather, make him an offer that he can't refuse. <laughs> that doesn't refer to a fantastic deal on a dining room set. Scene 47. Monday afternoon, the state police were called in to investigate Mayor Bart. At Camille's urging, they looked for the tape in her kitchen. They informed Camille that they couldn't find anything. A little later, Camille and Tom take stock. This is weird. I wonder who removed the tape. You know, we were incredibly fortunate that it wasn't Mayor Bart and his thugs who found that recording. If Lenny had known that we didn't have the tape, we wouldn't have been able to get him to rat on Mayor Bart. Yeah, we were incredibly lucky. They are correct that they were incredibly lucky, but wrong about the exact nature of their good fortune. Their good luck was that Mayor Bart himself made a big mistake. In his desire to stash away dirt even on his closest allies, Mayor Bart had not told Lenny that he, Bart, had the tape. It looks like Bart is going to be indicted soon and has zero chance of re-elected. God, if he were to be re-elected... There would be almost no check on his power to go after his enemies. 
We would have had to go into permanent hiding. Or even worse, spend the rest of our lives dead. But there's no way he's going back to the mayor's mansion. I wonder how he's going to get along with his cellmate. Anyhow. Yeah, right. Anyhow. Oh, I listened to the tape of your sting operation. You were really magnificent. You're my hero. <laughs> I'm so impressed and proud of you. Well, I'm really impressed with myself, too. I now know that I'm the man that you thought I was, but then you thought that maybe I wasn't. You know, sometimes you use language to only partially reveal what you were feeling. But I love you for who you are. Ah, uh, I love you too. Is that revealing enough? Scene 48. Monday evening. The election is the next day. Mayor Bart is certain to be indicted for masterminding the cover-up of his son's role in the death of Mono Malone. Although Mayor Bart has no chance of winning the election, his poll numbers, which in any sane world ought to be close to zero, have instead stabilized at around 25% due to the impressive loyalty of his base. The End Thank you for listening. This has been a presentation of Nobody is Above the Law. Written by Julian Hennefeld. If you found this podcast interesting, could you do us a big favor and take a look at the section entitled, If You Enjoyed This Radio Drama. Thank you for listening.